0: Everyone, and welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. Uh, with this freezing weather the past few days, there's nothing better than staying inside and cozying up next to your favorite podcast. So, we're glad our listeners have decided to listen to us this week. Uh, we've got a lot today. Um, we have a column that was written by Governor Kim Reynolds, uh, Representative Pat Grassley and Senator Jack Whitfer that appeared in the Gazette earlier this month. So made a lot of claims about GOP success in education spending and some not-so-successful claims uh, for their opponents across the aisle over the past several years. Um, so there's a lot to dig into, and we'll dig into it here in a moment. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter.
1: I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter.
2: I'm John Steffi, I'm the Gazette's business reporter.
1: And I'm Erin Jordan, I'm the investigations reporter.
2: Well,
0: as I said earlier, uh, the three uh, GOP leadership at the state level have published a column uh, in the Gazette, I, I believe it appeared on February 6th. Um, you know, likely this column is a response to the criticism the governor and Republican state house leaders have faced in recent weeks for proposing bills that would drive less taxpayer dollars to public school districts. Um, but we already got into that in a previous fact check. And so instead we will focus on some of the claims made in the column. Uh, in particular, they're making a lot of claims about education funding and their budgets. Um, And we'll get into that here. So the first claim we're checking, since 2011, we have invested nearly $1 billion more in education. Um, As in all things that we do here at the Fact Checker, we reach out to the offices or the individual making said claim and ask for sourcing and context behind why they are making the claim. Um, So for this statement and other statements, the governor's office and officials with uh, the Senate Majority Leader's office provided some documentation for the fact checker to, to take a look at this. So for this particular statement, officials sent a document uh, from the Department of Management that detailed state funding given to K through 12 school districts over the past several years. Um, and in particular it detailed supplemental funding given to school districts um, from fiscal year 2011 to fiscal year 2021. And in fact, over the past decade, uh, supplemental funding to those school districts has increased $1 billion, uh, starting at about $2.4 billion in 2011, and reached uh, $3.4 billion in 2021. Now, uh, John Steppy pointed this out earlier, that does not account for inflation. So when you look at inflation, uh, the total $2.4 billion in January 2011 would have been $2.85 billion in 2021. So it's an increase, it's a big increase, but not quite $1 billion. Now to the second part of the claim. Education funding represents 54% of the state budget, with our pre-K through 12 programs getting 80% of that amount. Um, So this particular claim is referring to the governor's budget recommendations for fiscal year 2022 that were released as part of her Condition of the State Address. Uh, Now, according to that document, proposed allotment for education was more than $4.4 billion, which does, in fact, make up 54% of the $8.1 billion general fund recommendation for that fiscal year. Um, And just as a note, the Legislative Services Agency, which is a nonpartisan entity, found that the 2022 recommendation is roughly a $38 million increase in education funding from the $945 million total for that fiscal year. So um, it should be noted though, that again, these are just the governor's recommendations. They have not been uh, voted on by the legislator and therefore not enacted. So not necessarily a guarantee that this is what the funding will come out to be once that general budget is approved, but uh, this is at least what the governor is recommending. So th- on to the third claim, when you factor in state, local and federal spending, it comes to roughly $14,000 per student per year. So, this sentence in the column is again referring to the governor's budget recommendations for fiscal year 2022. Um, and with this uh, particular claim, an official with the Iowa Senate Majority Leader's Office provided a summary of all public school funding in Iowa, so including uh, funding from the state general budget, um, as well as from other sources such as local pa- taxpayer dollars and federal aid. Um, so, in total, Funding to school districts across the state totaled to about $7.5 billion. So if you divide that by every student in the state, that amounts to about $15,000 actually per pupil, according to the summary provided to the fact checker team. So taking all uh, these three claims into account, I thought these claims were accurate and I gave this claim an A. So moving on, um, within this column, They also, uh, uh, Governor Reynolds, uh, Senator Whitfer, and uh, Pat Grassley, Representative Grassley, uh, they also took the time to criticize Democrats for education cuts that happened when they had the trifecta, so the governor's office, the Senate, and the House, uh, between 2007 and 2010. So they make two particular claims here that we'll check. The first one is, uh, in 2008, Democrats actually cut education funding spending. By 1.5%. And they also claim in 2009, Democrats cut education funding by 10%. Now, both of these claims are referring to executive orders issued by then Governor Chet Culver. So in 2008, he did order a 1.5% cut across the board to the state budget, which totaled to about $91 million. Um, and then again in October 2009, Culver issued another executive order to cut 10% across the the state's budget. Uh, It should be noted that both of these cuts took place around the time of the 2008 recession. Um, A lot of states were really hit hard at that time, so a lot of states were losing revenue at that time, so they had to make cuts to the budget. Now, school districts were impacted by this decision. Um, I found a report from the West Branch Times detailing uh, the West Branch Community School District impact And they were going to lose about $49,000 in state aid because of these cuts in uh, 2008. So again, it should be noted that a lot of states made similar decisions and school districts were impacted, but this wasn't necessarily a cut directly to spending, you know, education or wasn't a cut directly to education. So School districts were not the only ones impacted by these decisions. There are a lot of agencies that received state funding that also lost that aid. So I gave this claim a C because while education was impacted, the, the claim seemed misleading and was lacking that context. So a lot to throw at you guys, and I'm looking forward to the discussion that we're going to have. Um, but again, maybe we could take it uh, kind of in pieces here. And maybe just focus on that top part, the the first three claims, uh, talking about GOP spending, and I'm I'm curious what you all think.
3: Well, I'll jump in here first. Um, I think you know we're always like our fact checkers sometimes are kind of like on the fly because things are happening, especially during the legislative session, um, and I believe. No, we'll have to figure this out. So the check was based on the governor's plan, right, Michaela? Right, her
0: budget recommendations her budget. that yeah that came out with her condition of the state last month.
3: Okay, so just yesterday the um, the Senate voted to approve a two point four percent increase, which is less than the two point five percent increase that Reynolds wanted. So I wonder if we need to. I don't know. Do you think based on the claim, it you know, I don't know exactly what her language was. Like, do we need to change it to reflect this new slightly lower um, funding amount?
0: I do think it should be um, noted. Sorry, I'm pulling up the column here Um, because sort of the wording of the column makes it seem as if they have invested this money, they have gotten this approval for for the funding. So I think the legislator coming back and saying, actually, we're going to approve a less amount than what you are talking about here. I do think that's important context either way, um, especially yeah. since it's kind of late breaking news from, from what we worked on this week.
3: Well, and also the implication being made before this has even been approved is that the since 2001, we have invested nearly one billion more in education. Well, no, you haven't yet. You know, yet. like that's yeah. not like figures from last year and before. That's money that's still, you know, that not only hadn't been voted on yet, but but hadn't been made. You know, the, that that expenditure hadn't been made yet. So I think that you know maybe we should kind of not only check whether the dollar amounts have changed significantly with this new lower proposal, but, or this new, um, lower uh, allocation, supplemental allocation, but, but, you know, kind of the wording that they use there too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I really think John's point is important about inflation because, um, that, is something that is, uh, it's real easy to just leave out the fact of inflation. And, you know, I mean, it's convenient, I guess, to leave that out. And it does play a role. Um, And then I guess my only other question is under claim three. Um, I just wonder if maybe, you know, when it said legislative officials provided a summary did that come from the governor's office or is that from the legislative services agency?
0: Yeah, that came from, um, the communications director from the Senate majority leader's office.
3: Okay. Um, I just feel like we might want to at least spot check some of their numbers. Um, okay. you know, they've got, they talk about save, they talk about local tax dollars, federal allocations. Um, um, And if we're not able to get at that today, I mean, I'd be okay to maybe leave that for a future check, but I just, it makes me a little leery to just trust their math or, you know I mean? Because it is such a big number. And then do they even say how many students they're using, you know, to compute that um, spending per student? I don't know if other team members, how they feel about that.
2: So then with that student number, that came from the summary, right?
1: The,
0: stu- the per pupil? Yeah. So that came from, yeah, this particular summary that they sent me. Oh, okay. wait. And yeah, to to Aaron's point, they don't really provide like the sourcing for each individual numbers. Like there's uh, line items for state aid, there's line items for local dollars, for save dollars, for federal dollars, um, and other miscellaneous, uh, which they don't really classify what what that is
3: either. Um, Maybe even if we sent that to the Department of Education and said, does this jive with, you know, I mean, or does the Department of Education have like a funding per pupil number? Because that might be interesting to see whether it's the same number.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I can double check those numbers with um, other documentation that might be available. Um, But I wonder if we'll run into, again, this is uh, proposed for fiscal year 2022. Um, so I don't know how broadly funding recommendations are made available, uh, or if like these departments wait for actual, you know, funding to, to kind of post these, these numbers. Um, so I wonder if we may run into that a little bit again too.
3: Yeah. I mean, you could see if the department of ed, if they have a per per pupil funding amount, even for like this current year Mm -hmm. as comparison, um, you know, I mean, it just might put it, if it's very similar to this or within the same ballpark, at least, you know, we kind of have that for context.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that is a really good point. I can work on that today, um, and hopefully get something together for this weekend, but if not, I guess we can circle back.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there is so much here. This was, uh, this is like a, um, Really ambitious check, and I know that the governor's office didn't get back with you till source on their sourcing until, you know, kind of midweek here. So, um, yeah, I, I, but I mean, I, I think that it's, I think it's really solid on the points about, um, you know, especially if we have it, if we update it to reflect this new proposal that's now gone through. It sounds like the House and the Senate is just waiting for the
2: governor's signature
1: hmm Okay, absolutely.
2: So then do we know when that would get passed? I mean, would that get officially signed before, I mean, this fact check is published?
3: I don't know. The governor is really, you know, it's it's not consistent. I don't think when she signs stuff, sometimes she'll do like a bunch of signings at once. Sometimes something will get signed really quickly. Sometimes if she's questioning it, it might take like a month to be signed, you know. I think that's okay. what happened with the marijuana bill last year, but or two years ago. So I doubt it. I would kind of doubt it gets signed before this weekend. Oh, okay. wait. But I don't think she's expressed, like, I don't want to sign this.
2: So there's yeah. not really any reason to believe that this won't really become yeah. I mean, the law. Her,
3: her party controls both houses, and that, you know, I just have a hard time believing. She wouldn't sign it, but.
0: Mm -hmm. So we can add a caveat to the article, just like at the time of publication, the governor had not given indication whether she would sign or not.
2: Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. I'm glad you included the inflation number as well, just because that does kind of change. I mean, 1 billion, I mean, it looks good on a bumper sticker. Um, But in reality, I mean, okay, well, the numbers would be going up anyways to stay tied with inflation. So,
0: yeah, um, no, that was a good find.
2: Oh, wait, great.
0: Yeah. And the, you know, the other thing I kind of went back and forth with these, um, you know, particularly with claim two and claim three, um, and we kind of got at this point earlier that, you know, these haven't happened yet, right? Like, these are proposals, these are recommendations. Um, You know, for the grade, I ended up, you know, kind of counting them as accurate. But I wonder, thinking about it more, does that lack context? And is that worth maybe a downgrade? Um, Or, you know, should we not count it against them that they're sort of pitching this as if it's already happened?
2: I could see a case for bringing it down to a B just between, I mean, the fact that, I mean, they're saying, hey, this has already happened when it hasn't. And, I mean, what looks like will actually happen now looks different than what they were saying. And then also, I mean, on that first point with inflation, I think, I mean, between those two, I see enough to bump that down to a B because there really does seem to be in my opinion, that kind of asterisk to this.
3: Same. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think one thing that's interesting is that we might not have checked this had we have known it was a like perspective type thing. I think Mm -hmm. that when we talked about it last week, we were kind of questioning whether this was one of those things that had already happened or whether it was like a prediction of the future. So mm-hmm. I think the wording is somewhat misleading.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because checking those, you know, this will happen or kind of those prediction checks, those are always so hard to nail down because there's hardly ever any proof or sourcing um, in some cases. And the sourcing they are providing here is much, it's it's the recommendation. This is sort of a, this is what we want to happen um, sort of documentation.
3: I have some thoughts about the second part of the check. If we're, do we want to move on to that? Or do you have any thoughts, Marissa, about the first part?
1: Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on the wording in context of the column, like whether we downgrade or not, um, you know, for kind of like promising um, that this is like what the legislation is going to lay out, um, especially like what's claimed to, um where it's talking about how education funding represents 54% of the state budget with pre K through 12, uh, getting 80% of that. Um, you know, like, I'm not sure if that 80% is reflective of current amounts or if that 80% is with, um, you know, just the proposal exclusively. So. Yeah, that could be, that, that just depends. Mm-hmm
0: yeah no that is good. That is a good point um and maybe something again that the Department of Education may be able to weigh in on or at least provide some some help on i guess for for making this known if this is traditional you know if eighty percent usually goes to pre k through twelve programs or if this is ambitious in any way i'm I'm not sure
3: yeah i mean i i know i mean there's been like um longitudinal um reviews of uh, the state share of higher education funding and it's gone down, um, you know, continually. So it doesn't surprise me that eighty percent of the education funding is K through twelve. I guess on the second part of the check, um, these are the claims where they are criticizing Democrats. Um, I I really appreciate how clear cut your analysis is and you have these links to specific orders and you know the impact and I think that's all really good to have and I agree with the C grade I think though we need to make clear that it's we're not only downgrading because of the um, the fact that they didn't say that these weren't just cuts to education they were across the board cuts But they left out that all of this happened during the worst recession we've seen in X number of years, you know, and, um, you know, that that's a critical point. And, you know, people can if they put two and two together, they can figure that out. But some people might not. And they might just say, oh, well, you know, Democrats always say they're so pro-education, you know. So I, I think that that is important context that they did not note.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
3: Or did they note it? I mean, was there anything like around these statements where they said anything like that? Like
0: No. So basically, um, you know, they talk about, you know, the the GOP leaders who wrote this column were talking about, like, we've always been prudent in our education spending, um, even when times are tough, you know, referring to the pandemic and, and the current economic downturn we're seeing. Um, and then the line referring to Democrats, they say that always hasn't been, that hasn't always been the case. Uh, and then they talk, then they make these statements how, you know, when the Democrats controlled uh, the governor's office, House and Senate, um, they promised this big increase in education spending, but they didn't plan for the downturn. Um, So they do reference the fact that, you know, there was an economic downturn at this point in time. Um, So I I don't know if...
3: Go ahead. I think that might be worth, you know, like, I don't know that we can fully ding... I mean, I don't think that... I I think they've still omitted some important context, but at least they referenced it in a small way. So, I mean, I, I still support a C... For those claims, um, but but I think yeah, I mean there's miss, there's missing context both about um, these were across the board cuts and that it was you know during this um, terrible recession,
0: right? And they don't really say you know when these promises for big increase in education spending took place, right? Like did they happen early in two thousand seven before we knew the recession was coming? Um, You know, that that was a hard time to predict for, I think. And so I'm sure a lot of state houses made a lot of promises about their spending that didn't ultimately come through because of that. Um, So, yeah, I can include a line that they did reference um, economic downturn, but maybe not to the severity that that it was at that time. Right.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, I think there's a difference between just a economic downturn in general and. I mean the huge issue that that was where I mean economic downturn could be a lot less um than what really was happening, yeah
1: Okay,
0: absolutely, so um. Kind of taking all that into account, I, I think maybe my overall grade may be adjusted um, since it sounds like our the first half of the check with the three claims may be downgraded to a B um, and with the C. Now for the second part, um, I had initially given the overall grade of a B. So I guess it's I kind of leave the floor up to you guys. Do you think that we need to downgrade it more? Do you think a B is still fair? for for all of these claims that we're kind of checking here. I know there's still some some pieces in the air that we need to kind of flesh out a little bit more. Um, but I guess preliminary thoughts, what are we thinking right now?
3: I think I mean, I think a B probably because I mean, if we have if we're going with whole letter grades, um, I which we are. Um, I think that probably I would lean toward a B just because those claims um, about Republican spending are at the top of the check and they um, kind of take up a little more um, space in terms of what they're trying to say. Um, I guess that's how I would come down.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards a B2. It's kind of a tough one to say just because, I mean, we don't have the pluses or minuses there but um, just because of the prominence of that first claim um, and I think that I mean even though the second part was a C I mean if we had pluses or minuses maybe it's a C plus type of thing so um, I kind of see that also as a way to um, kind of the B making sense.
1: Yeah and I agree with the B too because like I, don't know. I mean, we already noted that there's um, particularly with the second portion of the claims here um, that they're kind of playing to that conservative argument of, you know, look at our conservative budgeting principles. And because of that, we're able to, you know, even after a crisis, kind of invest in our priority of, um, you know, boosting education funding, whereas like look at Democrats um, a, d- a decade ago, they weren't able to do that. Um, But since that isn't necessarily like the focus of um, the column and it is mostly about like their current proposal, it makes more sense to give that heavier weight.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And in general, they're right, you know, that Democrats weren't able to,
3: you know, fund education the way they wanted to during the recession, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Democrats are regret that they weren't able to, you know, but. No, I I think I I would go with a B. I mean, the only thing that would change it is if you decide to keep in claim three, and we find out that that per pupil funding is different than they've claimed. Um, you know, then maybe maybe that kind of pushes things into the C category.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, then that'd be a different conversation. Um, because since we are giving kind of heavier weight to that. Uh, that top part of the claim um so yeah i will I will take a look at that and and get some work done on that today, and hopefully be able to circle back with y'all and and I don't know if we'll do a new podcast or anything like that, but um, I guess to our listeners you'll have to to check the paper and and see what we came up with
3: good, good promotion of the
0: paper <laughs> exactly,
2: getting our page views up. <laughs>
0: Well, great. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, we we don't have anything in the works at this point for next week. So this is our call to our listeners to uh, take a look at what your local state politician is saying, to to take a look at what the legislator is talking about. And if you see anything that, you know, meets our criteria and you think is worth looking into, send it to us. Let us know that you want us to look into it. Um, and you can send that at factchecker at com. Well, great. Well, I think that is all we have for today. Um, So we will wrap up here. Our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamolis. And the music you hear throughout the podcast is Lobby Time by Kevin MacLeod. And in case you forgot who we are, I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Marissa Payne.
2: I'm John Steppy.
0: And I'm Erin Jordan. And we'll fact check you later.